masochism, Kenny? Sadism? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Masochism. No, sadism is watching other people suffer and liking it. Oh, so Twitch. Welcome to New Game Plus. You are listening to a retro gaming podcast where three guys spend seven days playing one old game and then we talk about it. My name's Dustin. My name's Kenny. Nolan. And this is episode 161. Welcome back, Kenny. Thanks. It's we nice to join you. Yeah. yeah. Well, where were you? Uh, he was sick. Oh. He still I mean, is. True. He told us. But where were you really? True. Russia? I mean, I was in bed. Ooh. Okay. Right. It was That's it was R-rated. it was so bad. Like I, I'm not sure if Saturday or Sunday was when I like peak sickness, but I was like coughing to the point of almost throwing up. It was yeah. not a good thing. Well, that it is weak. I don't think Nolan or I have ever missed an episode <laughs> due to sickness, but uh yeah, who's missed the most total though? Yeah, you. So uh, <laughs> probably I, not. We're probably tied. I've you actually another huge thing about this week, guys, is that for the very first time, Kenny actually listened to his very first New Game Plus episode, and we're only one hundred and sixty-one episodes. That's not, in. That's not uh, true. That's maybe true-ish, but it's not what does like that even mean? specifically you love true. Saying ish at the end of words. So, what did you think of the episode? I if you listened to it. Uh, what, okay, do we do let me this ask you this. What, okay, so here's what the conclusion thing. do we come to? That means you listen to most of the episode. We're, no, we're okay. Uh, I got listen. him. No, you, I got you, him. Didn't get New Game Plus, but only because Dustin isn't crazy and Nolan. You've never been so wrong in my life, and I was ashamed of you. <laughs> was like I you right? Ever aren't? Was oh, I you right, right about, about almost everything? The you'd only hate thing. It? Yeah. Oh, oh, you were totally right. Maybe, maybe you didn't talk enough about how much I hated Pokemon pinball. So ridiculous. It it would be like a pinball game that happens across two screens would be the equivalent of them doing like an online poker game, but with like their own proprietary deck of cards that left out just like 19 cards from the deck for no reason. It literally makes <laughs> no sense and is the best way to break that type of game. And it was so frustrating to play and I absolutely hated it. I will say you were wrong about one thing and that is that I was not going to bring up space pinball at yes, all, but I was only not going to bring it up to spite you because you threw me under the bus in your first play. But what, uh, you well, watched the first play too, Kenny. Nah, I was. I mean, I was sick in bed. What am I Wait, supposed to did do? Did you just say <laughs> That's yaw. what it takes. Did That's you just a, answer me with a yaw? Uh huh. Uh, yeah. That's what it takes. He has to be dying in order to participate I, in our. Content. I feel like my voice may be really different this week because I'm like actively trying yeah. not to cough. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know. It may. I may say some ridiculous things. Well, listen. Contrary to popular opinion, we are so glad to have you back. It's yeah. it's always good to be us three again, and we have so much to talk about up front because this last week has been pretty insane in yes. the gaming world. We're not going to be able to talk about it all, but I, between Bethesda, Epic, and Nintendo alone, <laughs> we've got tons. Yeah. Like Bethesda continues to screw everything up with Fallout 76. Mm-hmm. This time, they leaked player names, addresses, and phone numbers, so that's good. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, 
Yeah, Epic, developers of Fortnite, boo, announced the Epic Game Store, which looks to be their attempt at a Steam competitor. Uh, and yeah, won't right. happen. A little company by the name of Nintendo released Super <laughs> Smash Bros. Ultimate. Uh, again, can't That's possibly so talk about all of these and other piece of gaming-related news like Obsidian's brand new title yes, and the announcement of Mortal Kombat 11. That's all I want to talk about. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> There's so seriously. much here. Okay, but we can only pick one to talk about. So, which one is the most important to you? Obsidian's. Oh, really? That's my really? vote. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. thought you'd be an ultimate person. Um, no, and I can explain why. But what's what do y'all want to talk about? Well, I kind of want to talk about that just to see how something <laughs> beats out Super Smash Brothers okay. for you. Kenny, are you cool with that, Kenny? Oh yeah, Nolan's Fine. the only one that has actual opinions. Yeah. So they they developed Fallout New Vegas. Bethesda developed the other ones. So New Vegas is objectively the best one. It's so good. And they haven't really been making a lot lately. And I'm just excited that they're announcing a new game that's going to be like a crossover between Fallout and what was the other game? Some other game that they made. So, Well, they they also did Knights of the Old Republic too, I believe. And Pillars that's of Eternity. Bioware. And, um... I mean, maybe Obsidian had a hand in that. I know Bioware developed Kotar, or at least in part. Um, <laughs> we're professional. We know what we're talking about. Knights of the Old Republic <laughs> 2 is Obsidian. Oh, Was there it it is. I got gotcha. you. I didn't play the second one, but Weird. I'm sure it's good uh, if they developed it. Either way, Obsidian is putting out uh, uh, The Outer Worlds. Is that what it's yes. called? The Outer uh-huh. Worlds. And they already have some like footage out in, it, in the trailer. It looks awesome. Oh, like, I haven't I'm seen any of the footage excited. yet. I posted it in, um, well, maybe it's I not footage I saw the article, I didn't see footage. No, you might be right. Okay, I'm, well, it's in Discord, so I can send it again. Like the, even, so I wrote about Bethesda, Epic, and Nintendo just a couple days ago when I was preparing notes, and since then is when Mortal <laughs> Kombat 11 and Obsidian, and I think there was a gaming convention oh, that just happened. MK11 like got announced. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, but we can't do that. We're only on, uh. I didn't know that. Also, Tekken nobody World actually t- cares about Mortal Kombat. The Tekken World Tour also <laughs> happened last <laughs> week. Which is huge. Maybe that. Yeah, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of a lot of things going on out there. We can only talk about one, and we talked. We chose the outer worlds. We know very little about it. There is an announcement trailer, so maybe that's what you're referring to. But it does look amazing. We had so much to talk about. We could only pick one, and we chose the outer worlds. So, as they say, that's the thing sealed. Things sealed, things shield, things Kingsfield. Overview. Kingsfield is a PlayStation title released in uh, North America in 1996. It is a first uh, first person view role playing game uh, developed by From Software. Uh, published here in our neck of the woods by ASCII Entertainment, and it's really hard. That's it. I, no, I say that because it's actually important. This this title is the I don't know the precursor to the spiritual. Eventual, uh, no, pre- you can talk about the successor as a spiritual, but spiritual Why can't precursor. It be a spiritual is a ter- precursor. No, it's a terrible. Uh, it sounds awful to say that. So it's it's the precursor it's to the uh, Soul series, the Dark Souls series, and Demon def- Souls. If you want to be real, I mean, I don't actually never know heard the of it. Have you? Well, 
Hmm. Maybe I should talk about From Software. Uh, we will. I will clarify a little bit that we are talking about the first Kingsfields available in North America. It's a little bit confusing because some things reference it as Kingsfield 2 because there was a first Kingsfield Japan-only release that came out in Japan-only. Go figure. And so that gets a little bit confusing because different people reference it in different ways. And so I just wanted to, to clarify that that is the game that we're talking about. Yeah, and last week we were kind of confused when we we had to have like a Discord meeting with our listeners, right? We were like, so wait, which game are we playing again? <laughs> like who submitted this and which one did they intend us to play? But I think we we all settled on the US release. Yeah, it's got a similar like situation to even the early Final Fantasies. You know how everything was kind of out of yes. order and thankfully they remade some or not remade, but uh, like eventually brought it over here to North America, right. but then the numbers were all jacked up. It's something very similar there, except they never brought over the like original, original Kingsfield. So mm-hmm. this uh, in Japan, I think we, we kind of got that cleared up, but what we played this week was Kingsfield two, but it was the, it was the first Kingsfield that was made international. And so they just kind of renumbered them. So although right. this isn't like, Literally the first Kingsfield for many, it is the first Kingsfield. Another crazy thing here, like in regards to like first and all that that we're talking about, uh, not only is this the first one to come to the United States, and not only is it a first person's perspective, I'm just throwing in all the first, uh, it's also, I believe, the first PlayStation RPG out of Japan to come to the US. And that's huge. Which is really weird. And I thought that was fake news, and I really looked into it, but that's true. <laughs> the first one. That's a big deal because, I mean, PlayStation, uh, and maybe this is just me. Tell me what you guys think, but because I'm, PlayStation, PlayStation 2 is where I grew up, is what I grew up on yeah. uh, for the most part, or like the, the prime of my gaming years. And that console was known for top-notch JRPGs or like RPGs coming from Japan. And so like in eventually evolved into a console that ha- just had uh, some incredible RPGs come out on it. Yeah. And this being the first, that's, <laughs> I don't know, super interesting. Are you embarrassed? Ashamed well, uh, of that? About it? No, 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 no. Uh, this is going to be an interesting conversation in the first place because I imagine yeah. we have somewhat mixed reviews on the game itself. Yeah. But it, we, you've got to start somewhere. And, True. And but as Kenny had mentioned, this is early PlayStation and it looks and feels like that as well. Yeah, it was even the game is even in the old school, like giant boxes, not the little CD cases, but the ones that are like taller that kind of look like Genesis cases look like VHSs. (laughs) It's like early on in the PS uh, PS library. While we're talking first things, why don't we first get into how the game kind of kicks off at least, uh, a little bit so that people have a sense because you don't get a lot of plot here. You're just sort of plopped onto this Island and you're told that something good or evil is going on, that there's a big creature that's in charge of this Island and you get apparently shipwrecked and you show up on this Island with nothing but a dagger and a million choices to make. And it's kind of cool because this game is completely open world and it it very very intentionally doesn't hold your hand and so you're just plopped there what what did you guys feel about that i mean there's not a ton of plot right it's just like 
the island's called Melanat. It's dangerous. And then it's just this eerie start. So like, I think this just kind of goes to, or reminds me that from software is the developer. So we, we mentioned them in passing, but from software is a really big company and they're really well known for demon souls and dark souls and bloodborne, uh, the modern games that we have. So, uh, it's going to be interesting when we get into gameplay to like compare their start, but yeah, I thought the the setting was very from software. Like it was very predictable from them. And, and the fact that it, it's not like story heavy up front, that you kind of yeah. don't really know who you are much or where you are much or what your goal is much. Like that's kind of the, the formula for these future games. And it started here with Kingsfield. You You don't necessarily know what to do, what's going on, but that's part of these games is slowly figuring some of those things out as you go along, as you talk to people, the few people that there are, as you read some of the signs. Uh, And it's just a slowly uh, evolving world around you. Gameplay. So as you as you come into this game, you are dropped right by this island, this like mysterious, magical, maybe even ancient island, and you're in first person perspective. And so you kind of walk around and you're only seeing what your character is seeing. Uh, Alex, Alexander, I don't know, but that's that's your character's yeah. name. And you uh immediately have a dagger so that's like your primary weapon and there are enemies that appear on the screen that you just try to strike as you come by them uh you you eventually progress out like from you've got melee then you'll have ranged later with a bow and eventually you'll have enough um, mp to start using some of your magic spells that you collected along the way but but really, like, that's the setup for what you're trying to do. As you come on this island, you've got some enemies that are coming at you, and you you kill them. They have drops, whether it's money or other items. Uh, you progress through puzzle-like pieces on this island, and you're just trying to get deeper and deeper in. There is a goal there. I think you're trying to get, like, a holy sword known as the Moonlight Sword. Yeah. Uh, and so... But a lot of that, you don't necessarily know at, no. f- at the first. You just know that you're on this island and you're going to die very quickly. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm a little concerned as you talk about the game that we might have played different titles this oh, week. Oh, Kitty. Why, What Kenny? did you play? Because you, you talked about running around and killing things. And really, it's the exact opposite. You run around and things kill you. Okay, really. The funny. exact opposite would be you walk around and things well, that's kill true. You, to be but fair. I, no, I feel like you explained this game as if people would jump in and expect a kind of normal RPG experience. I did. I think it's really important up front to say this game is intentionally not that. Yeah. Uh, it is. I, I'm. I. The reason why I say it like yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. Uh, is that uh, <laughs> I have played a little bit of the Soul series. Most recently, I've been playing oh, some yeah. of the Bloodborne stuff, and right. I die a whole lot there. Mm-hmm. Here, I actually started to get a, han- a hand handle handle a handle on things uh, within the first hour, and. And, and I, honestly, for most for most of the enemies, I started to know exactly how to take them. I, th- I really think that the because the AI is not that advanced, and because they're limited on so many things, and because this was 1995, uh, I mean, I was able to eventually get it down where I wasn't dying at all. But you've got to learn that stuff, and I think sure. it, when you jump in at first, you assume it's going to play like most games play. 
and you're going to have, you know, <laughs> easy enemies at the beginning Look. and whatever else. And so for me, it was see my first couple enemies, run up to them and start try and just start buttons? swinging. Lol. Yeah, and then I'm dead. And then it's like, okay, well, that's silly. And then you yes. die falling into water and then you see a giant <laughs> that creature death noise. that one shots you just by thinking about it. Okay. And it's a really unique way of, of interacting with the game. Yes. And again, those who have played the games later in the series, I think that's familiar because that's sort of who this game company has become, but I never have. So it was, I got sort of introduced to that philosophy with this game and it was kind of fun to go through actually. Welcome to souls games, right? The, where you, the, the game is die a lot. Right? Yeah. These games are designed. You experience the game exactly like the developers wanted you to. It's, it's intentionally difficult. It's intentionally trial and error, and it's intentionally different than all other the, all of those other games and, and those gaming reflexes that you have to go like mash buttons and pwn everything from the start. No, the first enemy you encounter, which by the way is terrifying, it's like a giant squid. I think technically they're supposed to be krakens. Oh, you didn't get killed by the little fish in the water first? <laughs> no, because <laughs> that was me. a lot of things that could have killed you first. Because that was me. The jumping ones, like the sharks. Uh, yeah, whatever. the little fish, the little fish. No, sharks. I, uh, I dodged those at first, but I didn't even know it was an enemy at first. I went over to pet know, it, right? and it killed me. Well, the first one I saw was that cr- disgusting the squid freaking thing, kraken. Yeah. yeah, and and yeah, you can't go up and start swinging because. And this game is actually different than, well, okay, I'm going to say it's different than the newer Souls games, but it's kind of not. The combat system is set up like this. It's very much turn-based, if that, but not really. Um, hmm. You're first person, and you can swing whenever you want, but there's this mechanic in the game that's under your HP that you probably didn't notice at first that was happening, but it's like some strength mechanic. It's sort of like a stamina, it's stamina kind of thing. Is yeah, what it you, is. It's you got to re sort of your bar has to reset for you to be able to swing again. Right. And you can't just spam. And so that's in place. And because it's in place and because for some reason this game didn't make you spend a little per swing, it makes you spend all of it. The game's kind of turn-based. I mean, you get a turn and then the enemy gets a turn. I can follow you for sure. However, I I can understand what you're saying, but really I think that there's only one of two ways to go about battle in this game. You eventually figure this out the more that you play, and and neither of them, in my opinion, are fun. You either (laughs) move – it's what you said, this turn-based thing where you Mm -hmm. move forward and you hit the enemy before they can hit you, and then you move backwards, let your bar fill, move forward, hit them again, move backwards, like over and over. Or you just are constantly using this button configuration that we'll talk about to try to strafe around (laughs) the enemy. That's what I found myself doing. and, and and it and it works, but it's not easy nor fun. No, it's <laughs> well, not easy. The, okay, so you, I think the reason it's not fun or easy is because of the control. So we can talk about yeah. that. I think that's a good place to talk about it. You don't have you don't have a DualShock controller here. This is early PlayStation, so you have a D pad. That's all you right. have. DualShock is DualShock is like 97, 98, I believe. Yeah. So it was even a few like a few years after this where you've got your two little analog sticks. You don't right. have those. All you have is the D-pad. So to to look up and down and then to strafe left and right, <laughs> you're using your your top uh, shoulder buttons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so L1, R1, I think, is left and right, and then L2, R2 is up and down, which, thank goodness, someone thought of joysticks. I mean, they had been around before the uh, controller, but, like, you so you need them so bad. 
Like, it's so hard to look around that way because you, you just are so slow. Partly, though, we're just used to having that. And so our our fingers default to it. I felt like as I played, once I got used to how the movement worked, it didn't bother me anymore. Early on, it bothered me a lot. But yeah. once I kind of fell back into this is just how it works, as unnatural as it is to, like, control both your vision and your movement, but only in limited ways from one stick – I, I adjusted, and it, it wasn't as big an issue later on as I thought it was going to be when I first picked it up. Man, I did not. Like, it's so foreign it to me. Foreign and in fact, yeah. at times, this game felt like a PC title. It's like one of the most PC-feeling games that's ever been on a console. That is really true. It kind of looks right? like it, too. It looks it like it, too. Yeah, yeah, It looks like you're playing Doom, right? Or like an early yep. version of, of something like that. 100% it feels like a PC title. If I saw the game and didn't know what console it was on, exactly, I would have pet, put good money on the fact that it was on, yeah. on the computer. Well, one of the things that's cool is that there is a variety of enemies, right? You've got that terrifying-looking uh, kraken. You've got ghosts. Later on, you've got skeletons. Giant you've got slug. humans. You've got fish. You've got all uh, sl- uh, the giant poisonous slug. You've got so many different things. You've got the uh, things from Mario. The, <laughs> the, the piranha plant plants. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. You've got a lot of different enemies, but like I said, although they might operate slightly different, you fight them the exact same way every single time. Mm-hmm. And and it's what we just said. It's either a step forward, attack, get away, or it's strafing around. And so you just spend a long time in this game circle trying to circle these enemies and attack them from the back uh wait a little bit i felt like as you leveled up and got better gear and then got better magic options that i found the fights at least had some more variety because i felt like i had some choices to make but especially early i think it's a it's a totally fair criticism dustin well although for me the problem wasn't the how you fight for me the problem was the length of the fights if you cut all the enemies in the game hp in half it would have felt a little bit more doable you still would have died it still would have been hard but some of these things you wail on for like minutes literal like minutes if not tens of minutes at a time just to try and kill something two things one i bet half of the time you're missing because it's this game does you no favors in letting you know how close to the enemy you are it gives you a sound difference but sometimes it's difficult to determine that and then half of these enemies have two different stupid forms so they have like a shell outer shell and then once that thing melts away they've got a smaller shell so that is never easy and then on top of that i do I, i don't know if i agree with the whole hp thing because one of the huge mechanics in all of these games i'm talking about the souls and bloodborne and, and, and but mm-hmm. this one too is that you pick up different weapons along the way or your weapons get empowered i think that's more yeah. bloodborne but and, and so you start with this dagger that has its own kind of animation but when you, but later you find the short sword and it's got a different kind of strike animation and a different kind of distance that it can attack and so you do have that start to come into to play there which i which i don't know there's something there's something good about that but then again you it's just always hard to tell if you're hitting the enemy i'll how convince close you, you why it's good because okay. it supports multiple different play styles and playthroughs so a really big thing about the newer souls games is that you can do you can um like upgrade one weapon a lot over your other ones and invest a lot of your stuff into it to make it better so maybe you want to do a stab playthrough so you get a weapon that's like your main thing is stabbing maybe you want uh one where it's like a giant sword so you do huge swings 
You could two hand it. You can one hand it. A lot of that variety is not in here, but I still felt like you had some options. I was more than I was expecting. I thought you would just have the one thing the whole time. And the other thing this game does is that it doesn't really hide powerful weapons from you too hard. Like you can find something pretty good early. And I think that's it's what Kenny said from the start. It's pretty open world there. Yeah, I honestly think that if you want to and you might have to finagle a little bit, but I think you can get to the final area and final boss uh, pretty much from the start. Oh, I don't doubt it. I'm kind of interested to see the speed run of this game after playing it this week because like. Yeah, there's probably some crazy thing you I, can do. I actually watched the speedrun this week. Oh, how fast? I don't know. Why not? And 35-ish minutes. Uh, that's longer, longer than, I, than thought, I thought. But yeah. that's still, I mean, it's it's a big game. So It is. Yeah. And there's a lot of things you're, like, manually forced to collect and lots of doors to open. The biggest thing, though, is just how long, even speedrunning, how long some of the fighters? bosses take to kill <laughs> because they're so long like half of the speed run is just like killing bosses you know literally one thing that really stood out to me that i wanted to talk about is the the level design here and how connected everything is so yeah it's very open and it it doesn't really hold you back from exploring and it rewards exploration in this game. Like you'll find stuff. If you're just curious about an area, go check it out. It's not like, it's not like it's going to tell you actually you can't go this way until you collect 10 bananas or whatever. Um, (laughs) It's just going to let you go. So like go. And then the game's like, cool, you survived. Here's this item. And not only that, you'll make a lot of progress and go up vertically. Like the, the, the way they made the levels or it's not even the levels. It's, it's the world is that you'll recognize areas that you were previously at. And that's, that is a huge thing in dark souls. So like, it's really cool to see them already developing these ideas and implementing them in this game. So I thought that was such a cool like thing they pulled off in such a limited kind of graphical, you know, space. I do think the openness of it is nice because it's free and because it, makes you feel like it makes it feel realistic and it makes you feel vulnerable which is i think great they do a good job of trying to like get the the ambiance right i don't love the design itself in a lot of ways i felt like there were a couple of clever things they did with uh, you know finding ways to progress and having to look for hidden stuff and whatever but i felt like a lot of it felt to me at least like kind of random sprawl and the look of the game is similar enough that as I was running around, it was like, well, I don't remember where I've just been. I guess yeah, I press on really until similar. I die and then try it again. And so it, it, I don't know, it forces more random exploration than I think is needed. Something with just a little bit more intentionality or thought or maybe even just scattering save points a little bit more freely there. I didn't feel like there were a ton of them and and you kind of have to stumble on them just like everything else. And especially early in this game when you're first starting, when you finally make some progress and you grab a bunch of cool items and you've learned some magic and you feel like I'm getting this down and you haven't been able to save it yet and then you die and you have to redo it all again. It's kind of mm-hmm. a buzzkill. Yeah, I, I can see that. And a lot of the save points are hidden behind some of those secret walls and things like that. And if you're not going, because it's so (laughs) free and open, if you don't know where those save points are and you're not 
intentionally passing by them, then you're going to be restarting and having to clear certain areas again. But honest, like that is how the souls and like, that's how this thing continues. Like they, they want you to die often. They want you to repeat. But the idea behind that is that you're just going to get better and better as you play. So it becomes easier and easier. It's kind of interesting to me why this kind of gameplay is interest is, um, attractive to me and to other people like people praise the souls games i know a lot of people hate them because they're difficult but a lot of people really swear by them and i think I've, i find myself on that end uh, that side of things but it's like it's just frustrating like it's just a series of frustrating things yet you want to keep going i think i think it's because if you if you put in the time learn the the patterns and the cycles and you beat it finally it's so rewarding like such a good feeling so maybe that's something here but man masochism kenny is that uh, what it's sadism? called sadism <laughs> yeah Masoch- no, no <laughs> sadism is watching other people suffer and liking it oh so twitch yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So it's right. If you're watching somebody else play this game on Twitch, it's sadism. You're a sadist. Gotcha, uh, but gotcha. yeah, if you're playing it yourself and getting enjoyment out of it, you you've got a little bit of a and, little and bit of masochism. You know what? It's so interesting. There are go- there are people that enjoy that because there's even those other games that are very dissimilar dissimilar mm-hmm. to this game uh, where uh, you, you're that little sprite that jumps around and you just die over and over and over and over again. In fact, a lot of people have been talking about Celeste. Isn't that another one? Celeste Cuphead is a more recent ev- one too. And you enjoy that and other people yeah. do too. But mm-hmm. me? No, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Well, this no, wasn't I your thing. <laughs> um, I, I am not uh, I, I'm more sadist than masochist. Okay. <laughs> and on the scale of sadism to masochism, um, I'm I enjoy watching other people suffer, gotcha. but me die like I've I've g i have i have gave up on Bloodborne. I did, and I never made no. it to the second lantern. I, uh, I feel like if there's a soul game you were gonna like, it was that one. It's kind of cool. Ah. I I it took me by surprise, but I just don't have what it takes to yeah. die to to not have progressed outside of my own skill right, with right. It, like within like an hour and then have to repeat all of that again. It is it's painful to me. Kenny, do you like pain? Uh, yeah, <laughs> don't I don't. Ask him that. No, I I tend to I tend to be more in that camp. I I I did a weird cyclical thing with this game where I would really love and respect some of the things they were doing and get like super immersed and be loving it. And then I'd die again and be like, well, I'm never, ever going to even pick this up again, <laughs> even though I have to because uh. that's my lot this week. And but then I'd get back into it and start doing it all again. And it would happen more quickly because I'd you know, learned how to do these things and felt that progression. And so I, it was a weird pendulum of emotions for me uh, between, I don't know, love and hate. And it was, it was a confusing experience. Aged. I think there are going to be a handful of things that we find aged kind of poorly in this one. So maybe we can kick it off with the most obvious one. And that's the graphics play early PlayStation, no, I'm not bothered by PlayStation graphics, really, like old ones. I, I love the N64, the polygons. But here, the I mean, the NPCs don't have faces. 
Like they don't have yeah, face details. They just have. But blank. they're not even. You know how like some of the early PlayStation or Nintendo sixty four they have at least eye and mouth indentions. No, it's just blank. <laughs> this is just a blank canvas. I'm kind of glad they didn't because well, when oh, you it would have been bad. Poorly, I yeah. feel like it looks even worse. <laughs> and this was just sort of like. Oh, this is a representation of a person, and uh, the the lack of face didn't bug me at all. A lot of the people thing in this game threw me off because even in so you are on this island, right? But then there's there's villages. There's a few villages you get to yeah, that yeah. they talk about it being like populated, and by populated <laughs> that means Four? three people are there, like three? spread right. yeah. <laughs> spread out, uh, and I, I just that, and then the. It's so creepy talking to these faceless creatures, and they all have these like different characteristics, you know. Like one guy just guy. eats a lot, yeah. That guy, yeah. Um, another guy, you you find just fishing, and like everybody's <laughs> lost a sibling or a loved one on the island, and <laughs> it's just the so dark that, for no reason. The like, flavor text there of that first guy you meet, that's like, oh yeah, you can go down in the dungeons if you want, but I can't. I'm too fat. I'm too fat. Yeah, like, but also you got to totally say, flustered you, me. I was like, what? What, you what gotta, is this you game? In a game like this, Kenny, you can't say the first guy you meet because the first guy you meet b- might be the last guy I meet. Oh, absolutely. We're, we're open world here. So I talked to the fisherman first and he didn't – he was fine with going down yeah. in the uh, in the dungeon or whatever it is. But yeah, I, I think just all the way around from the face shapes to the environments to your the, the battling, like the enemies, bad geometry just all the way around mm. in my opinion. Yeah. And also yep. the compass up there. Um, <laughs> you have a compass that's like spherical. And when I was first looking at it, I was turning and I saw S and then I saw E. And then the N looks like the start of an X before it gets to the front. And I was like, sex? What? You didn't know why that was the sex s- compass? <laughs> I was like, why you're is this say to, sex in the corner? You're supposed to follow the sex <laughs> compass. That's the whole oh. point. You get to the end and the the like, princess is there. Oh, and then you have sex with the beast. That's you in didn't the know what dragon. kind of game this was. Yeah. M, M uh, for <laughs> mature. The, the compass was my only saving grace, helping me know, yeah. like, just keep going one direction. I don't know. It, it helped, and I never thought it was the sex compass. So. <laughs> I thought it was okay as well. Like it, it contextualized me when I couldn't keep track of things because it all looked fairly similar. You know, like you're walking around on an island, or you're by that lighthouse that's initially there, but you yeah. can't see far enough into the distance to know which way you came from. And so I actually found myself leaning on that a lot. And and I liked that the user interface was pretty simple. For yeah, I did too. You know, it was minimal and it kind of fits the game. And mm-hmm. even even your navigating around in the menuing was, I am, was clear and made I sense. Am, I am bummed out that you can't really uh, place your stat points anywhere. That right. when you level up, it just automatically yeah. does it. I, is that this? I, I don't agree. know. Is it in Souls and Bloodborne? Is there leveling? And if there is, do you, you know, you in Souls, you place stat points. Yes, you place stat points. I don't know. I've never played Bloodborne. But in in the Souls games, you assign strength, stamina, and that's another that's you know adds to that whole playthrough thing I was talking about, where you can do different builds. Yeah. Well, and here it automatically does it. Yeah, yeah. a little more of the RPG customization would have been right. welcome for sure. Yeah. Um, I will say, as as kind of rudimentary and ugly as this game was visually, uh, because it's early PlayStation, some of that is the nature of the beast. And also, it's it's supposed to be pretty grim, like the the whole world and experience is, and so it didn't bother me from a, a 
like how I experience the game point of view for it to be a little dated and a little sort of generic. I, I sometimes am distracted by that, but I wasn't in this case for whatever reason. I thought the tone was there. Like, yeah, it's dark. It's evil feeling, but I was more so speaking of the execution, like the, just the graphics themselves were just kind of laughable at, at times, but you know, PS one, I'll give it to him. It's just the controls, man. That's what really just held me back here. If you did enjoy Kingsfield, though, you can always go back and play the 94 Japan release only. I don't know if there's been fan translations to English, but just learn Japanese and you'll be good. Uh, (laughs) In 96, Kingsfield 3 came out. You've got Kingsfield 4 that came out in 2001, and I believe that's the actual last release in the Kingsfield series. But if you like this kind of masochism then play the soul series bloodborne series very similar but much updated yeah final thoughts at the end of each and every one of our episodes we determine whether or not our game gets our vote for new game plus status which is our general thumbs up or thumbs down it requires two-thirds of the vote to swing one way or another uh I'll start. I have no idea what order to go in here, but uh, I actually I had some fun this week playing King, Kingsfield. Uh, it doesn't look good to me, and I grew up on the PlayStation. I know that we've come a long way since then, but but, but a <laughs> lot of it just doesn't physically in the look appeal to me uh even the different environments the towns everything it just everything felt like a a step or two off however there was charm in uh the amount of enemies even the music to distinguish in between areas and towns um half of the game i was walking along and only seeing the walls do you know why because Uh, secret walls i was yeah i was just pressing x on every wall to try (laughs) to see if it was a secret wall you would and uh so like i didn't want to miss anything you know and um i i kind of like what kingsfield is and i totally see i'm so glad i got to play bloodborne recently because i totally see where these things come from this is another example for me of a game that everyone should know about but not necessarily a game that everyone should play so i do not give it my vote for new game plus status i'll hop in i think that this game was ahead of its time in a negative way. So let me explain. I think they had an incredible idea and style and knew what they wanted. I really do. As a company, like I, th- I think From was like, okay, this is going to be our thing. And so they made this game with the limitations of that controller. And I think that hurts the game overall. Maybe at the time it wasn't a, you know, you didn't notice it because you didn't know what you were missing. You didn't know about those Joy-Cons that you'd have. I mean, Joy-Cons, Switch player, joysticks. But I do think though that like, it's very simple, like almost take turns kind of combat, but there's something they execute on with all of these games that's like addicting and enticing and it's dark and it's this one's maybe a little heavy handed on the dark aspect but i've got to respect it so i think you should know about it and i think you should play it new game plus 
That's a one either way. And again, we welcome Kenny back from his illness and he gets to pick with a gift. Uh, he gets to make the ultimate decision. So Kenny, it's in your hands. Uh, I love having all the power. It uh, makes me feel gross. really important. Dustin, most of the things that you said, I agree with. I'm not generally one who likes a game that feels like it's punishingly or pointlessly difficult. I do think there were a few design things that this game did that were especially frustrating to me. It does take too long to kill some of the enemies. Um, you know, the, some of the some of the layout does feel a little bit random and kind of haphazard. Uh, but it was a really unique game experience for me. And maybe hmm. just because I haven't played any of the, you know, spiritual successors, but I found myself falling in and loving exploring and learning this island and learning what works and what doesn't wow. and coming across items. And it just felt really natural. Does it need some quality of life improvements to really be like competitive with some elements that are more refined in a modern game experience? Sure. Did I get majorly frustrated with it? A lot of times. Absolutely. But this is a really well-designed, really fun, super intriguing open-world exploration. And even though it was punishingly difficult and and I hated it part of the time, I loved the experience. Wow. So new game plus for me. And I will say that for a lot of people, they they will hate it. And so that's kind of a, you know, like that's kind of a sadist thing to say. But is, for you. No, yeah. Giving it New Game Plus kind of tells everybody, hey, you ought to play it. Um, and so it's I'm a little torn because it's certainly not for everybody, but I loved it. And, wow. and yep. so I'm going to say New Game well, Plus. There you have it. I'm Kingsfield is New Game Plus certified. So find a copy and play it. Uh, we heard from a couple of our viewers this week. Andre wrote in yes. and he said, true story. I bought Kingsfield last Saturday for two bucks along with a lot of Xbox games and decided to pick it up on a win. Dang. When awesome. a skeleton popped out of a treasure chest and instantly killed me, I got up and pretty much yelled, it's Dark Souls, yeah. not knowing it was by the same <gasps> developers. This is a great story. Please That's continue. Awesome. <laughs> I love this. He said, uh, the music is great and the monsters are weird. It's a really awesome game. I just wish they would remake, uh, they would do a remake of this in full HD, 1080p, 60 FPS. Oh, I mean, dude. I'll that take that. I would take it. Listen. With modern those, controllers? Well, listen, yeah. I feel like they've done that. I well, feel like that right, is what, right. what Souls and Bloodborne has become. Like, but it I'll really is. This game is as like demon souls as updated to look like that game i think that'd but be I've, cool like even playing bloodborne like i i feel like it is it's the exact same well, thing just you know but those, but maybe so those skeleton chests were the early versions of the mimic chests and dark souls and those chests are fake ones that will eat you if you try to open them and the only yeah. way to tell <laughs> that they're great. not mimics is the little chain that's coming off of them is curled the other direction <laughs> 
that's too Unreal. little of that's a <laughs> of a clue. So uh, Rykon also wrote in and said, "I was able to grab a copy of Kingsfield and played along this week. As a fan of the Souls games, I had heard this was basically the grandfather and was eager to see the bones of the series. From early on, you can definitely see similarities from the game basically dropping you off and saying good luck to enemy groupings and attack patterns to the save point system to the collection of obtuse items you have no idea what to do with <laughs> yep. to the deep confusing lore to the sprawling connected world and he just goes on and on uh, it feels definitely soulsian one definite similarity is the combat the square dance slash dosi doing around the enemy <laughs> to get at their yeah. flanks and back and avoid their straight attacks so seeing uh, all of these similarities <laughs> i like it was really cool slightly less cool was how the game actually plays i played on the ps1 and it slogged hard and more open spaces the strafing and look buttons were non-intuitive i ended up turning off the music and got frustrated with trying to navigate around enemies it looks and plays old which makes it almost impossible to recommend to those not interested in souls games Personally, I'm very much enjoying it and will continue to play past this week. I give it New Game Plus, but do so knowing that many will not be enamored. Interesting to, interested to hear your thoughts. Love the podcast. Keep up the strong work. It's a good analysis. I, we didn't even talk about the music. He mentioned it in there. Yeah, I I mean, I, I think I may have mentioned that it, it shifts when you go from area to area and that that's pretty uh, pretty great. At least you're not listening to the same thing it the whole time. It also stops when you open the menu, which I would, did not like that. <laughs> Yeah, I, it was all right. It, to me, it wasn't groundbreaking enough to yeah. make a big deal yeah. about it. We appreciate you guys giving us some thoughts on the game. And I'm glad that a few people came to the same conclusions generally that we did. It's great hearing yeah. from you. It is time, however, to put Kingsfield aside for now and for us to randomly select what game we're going to be playing for the next seven days. However, we're not going as random as we typically do. So freaking hype. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> it's time for hype. another Patreon pool. And uh, we've got some beloved, devoted patrons who support us on a regular basis. And this last week, they're able to submit two games to go into a much smaller pool from which we are pulling this next week's game out of. We've got some some really cool titles in here. We've got oh, a few man. different Castlevanias. Ooh. We've got a Beautiful Joe. Kingdom Hearts is in oh, here. It's 15 years old. <laughs> Yeah, we've oh, got no. DK Country. <laughs> we've got a few different Zeldas, dude. Both Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Every time I get nervous. There's oh, a bunch of really interesting, cool titles in here. And from that cold list, we are going to be randomly selecting <laughs> our Patreon pool game now. This is a game that came out on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System in the year 1993. This is a single-player action-adventure game with puzzle-solving elements. Holy crap. It is loosely based on the 1939 film of the same name. Okay. We're playing the Super Nintendo version of The Wizard of Oz. Well, your your wife's going to be happy. I am bummed. Every time, man. All of those titles. I know. Be happy. Listen, this is one of our producers. They put in this title as Dear Baby. uh, Put in (gasps) two 
Two of her options were The Wizard of Oz, and uh, I guess it paid off. <laughs> She's going to be so happy. Should I'm I tell so what the, Should I tell what it was going to be if it wasn't Wizard of Oz? Or no, no just because I'll that. get... Yeah, tell me. No, they, no, no, no. The people want to hear. I don't I'll know be, if that's how random works. Second on it, the list. That's not is, how random works, but this all the randomizer we use always puts it in like numerical order. Okay, so, so what was number two? It would have been Loom, which we don't know anything okay. about either. Okay. I feel like uh, I've heard of that game. The third one would have been Knights of the Old Republic, and Ooh. fourth would have been Kingdom Hearts. But that's okay. not how randomization works. Oh, it's not. Fine. Join us this week as we play The Wizard of Oz for the Super Nintendo. Hmm. Join us in our Discord this week. You can go to Twitter, look at our bio after you follow us, and then click on that link to Discord to get a free invite and start chatting with all of our lovely, lovely listeners. Uh, among the people chatting in Discord are our lovely producer-level supporters, Zion, Gimberino, Alex, and Dear Baby. We appreciate you guys um, putting your money where your mouth is and supporting us on <laughs> Patreon.com. It's uh, it's truly an honor. Also, big shout-out to Kirk as a new patron this Kirk. Uh, this cycle. So thanks as so much, Captain Kirk. Kirk. Yay. This is a special moment. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, we have closed the polls on our T-shirt designs. We talked about oh it for gosh. a few episodes now, but the two shirts that we are going to be going with for New Game Plus merch have been selected. Uh, that is the Extended Plus version. You'll have to see the images to know what I'm talking about, <laughs> and the Metroid uh, shirt as no. well, the Metroid design. You mean Mega Man? I do mean Mega Man. <laughs> Dude, this is too much hype for one episode. Shirts? Uh, yeah, shirts, dude. We got shirts. And uh, so those designs, I think in three weeks from now, so like at the right at the end of the year, start of the new year, we're going to have our store open. You're going to be oh able to buy gosh. your first New Game Plus merch. So make sure to stick around. We'll post the links everywhere so you'll be able to find it. And uh, you'll be able to rep NGP on your chest. Wow. In the meantime, you can follow us on social media. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch at NGP Podcast. You can find us on YouTube at New Game Plus Podcast. And then listen to us directly on any podcast provider of your choice each and every week. Every Monday morning, you've got a new episode sitting in your inbox ready to listen to. This episode was edited and produced by our friend Tom Tate. Join us next week as we play the Patreon full selected <laughs> Wizard of Oz. Until then, I'm still Dustin. I'm Dorothy. No, you're not. And I'm Toto. Wow. And this has been New Game Plus. don't even know i feel like it was like a retro self meta reference and i'll give it to you but don't give it to me i don't need your pity but what (laughs) retro self meta reference what does that mean like 
like Look we were up. referencing in ourselves in a meta kind of way. I don't know. Sometimes I just say words. If you can just say that as uh, our segue, I can just. Uh, I got nothing. This is bad. Like in our retro game of the week, <laughs> Kingsfield. Kingsfield. Overview.